Exodus chapter 18. Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about everything that God had done for Moses and his people, Israel, and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken in Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back, along with her two sons. One of them was named Gershom, because Moses had said, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land, and the other Eleazar, because he had said, The God of my father was my helper and deliver, and delivered me. The God of my father was my helper and delivered me from Pharaoh's hand, from Pharaoh's sword. Moses' father-in-law Jethro, along with Moses' wife and sons, came to him in the wilderness where he was camped at the mountain of God. He sent word to Moses, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law, bowed down, and then kissed him. They asked each other how they had been and went into the tent. Moses recounted to his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake all the hardships that confronted them on the way and how the Lord delivered them. Jethro rejoiced over all the things the Lord had done for Israel when he rescued them from the power of the Egyptians. Praise the Lord, Jethro exclaimed, who rescued you from Pharaoh and the power of the Egyptians and snatched the people from the power of the Egyptians. Now I know that Yahweh is greater than all the gods because he did wonders when the Egyptians acted arrogantly against Israel. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in God's presence. The next day, Moses sat down to judge the people, and they stood around Moses from morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, What is this thing you're doing for the people? Why are you alone sitting as judge while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses replied to his father-in-law, Because the people come to me to inquire of God. Whenever they have a dispute, it comes to me, and I 
make a decision between one man and another. I teach them God's statutes and laws. What you are doing is not good, Moses' father-in-law said to him. You will certainly wear out both yourself and these people who are with you because the task is too heavy for you. You can't do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you some advice and God be with you. You be the one to represent the people before God and bring their cases to him. Instruct them about the statutes and the laws and teach them the way to live and what they must do. But you should select from all the people able men, God-fearing, trustworthy, and hating bribes. Place them over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They should judge the people at all times. Then they can bring you every important case, but judge every minor case themselves. In this way, you will lighten your load and they will bear it with you. If you do this and God so directs you, you will be able to endure and also all these people will be able to go home satisfied. <clears throat> Moses listened to his father-in-law and did everything he said. So Moses chose able men from all Israel and made them leaders over the people as commanders of thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. They judged the people at all times. They would bring the hard cases to Moses, but they would judge every minor case themselves. Then Moses said goodbye to his father-in-law, and he journeyed to his own land. Luke chapter 21. The Gospel according to Luke chapter 21. He looked up. He looked up and saw the rich dropping their offerings into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow dropping in two tiny coins. I tell you the truth, he said, the poor widow has put in more than all of them. For all these people have put in gifts out of their surplus, but she, out of her poverty, has put in all 
she had to live on. As some were talking about the temple complex, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, he said, These things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left on another that will not be thrown down. Teacher, they asked him, so when will these things be? And what will be the sign when these things are about to take place? Then he said, Watch out that you are not deceived, for many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time is near. Don't follow them. When you hear of wars and rebellions, don't be alarmed. Indeed, these things must take place, but the end won't come right away. Then he told them, Nation will be raised up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be violent earthquakes and families and plagues in various places. There will be terrifying sights and great signs from heaven. But before all these things, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to an opportunity for you to witness. Therefore, make up your minds not to prepare your defense ahead of time. For I will give you such words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will even be betrayed by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends. They will kill some of you. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But not a hair of your head will be lost. By your endurance, gain your lives. When you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then recognize that its desolation has come near. Then those in Judea must flee to the mountains. Those inside the city must leave it, and those who are in the country must not enter it, because these are days of vengeance to fulfill all the things that are written. Woe to pregnant women! and nursing mothers in those days. For there will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. 
they will fall by the edge of the sword and be captive into all the nations. And Jerusalem will be trampled by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Then there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. And there will be anguish on the earth among nations, bewildered by the roaring sea and waves. People will faint from fear and expectation of the things that are coming on the world. Because the celestial powers will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. But when these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because redemption is near. Then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they put out leaves, you can see for yourselves and recognize that summer is already near. In the same way, when you see these things happening, recognize that the kingdom of God is near. I assure you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Be on your guard so that your minds are not dulled from carousing, drunkenness, and worries of life, or that day will come on you unexpectedly like a trap, for it will come on all who live on the face of the earth. But be alert at all times, praying, that you may have strength to escape all these things that are going to take place in the stand before the Son of Man. During the day, he was teaching in the temple complex, but in the evening, he would go out and spend the night on what is called the Mount of Olives, then all the people would come early in the morning to hear him in the temple complex. Job chapter 36. Job chapter 36. Then Elihu continued saying be patient with me a little longer and I will inform you for there is still more to be said on God's behalf 
I will get my knowledge from a distant place and ascribe justice to my maker. For my mark, for my arguments are without flaw. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. Yes, God is mighty, but he despises no one. He understands all things. He does not keep the wicked alive. But he gives justice to the afflicted. He does not remove his gaze from the righteous. But he seats them forever with enthroned kings. And they are exalted. If people are bound with chains and trapped by the cords of affliction, God tells them, what they have done, and how arrogantly they have transgressed. He opens their ears to corrections and insists that they repent from iniquity. If they serve him obediently, they will end their days in prosperity in their years in happiness but if they do not obey they will cross the river of death and die without knowledge those who have a godless heart harbor anger even when God binds them they do not cry for help They die in their youth. Their life ends among male prostitutes. God rescues the afflicted by their affliction. He instructs them by their torment. Indeed, he lured you from the jaws of distress to a spacious and unconfined place. Your table was spread with choice food. Yet now you are obsessed with the judgment due the wicked. Judgment and justice have seized you. Be careful that no one lures you with riches. Do not let a large ransom lead you astray. Can your wealth or all your physical exertion keep you from distress? Do not long for the night when nations will disappear from their places. Be careful that you do not turn to iniquity, for that is why you have been tested by affliction. Look, God shows himself exalted by his power who is a teacher like him who has appointed his way for him and who has declared you have done wrong remember you should have 
praised his work, which people have sung about. All mankind has seen it. People have looked at it from a distance. Yes, God is exalted beyond our knowledge. The number of his years cannot be counted, for he makes water drops evaporate. They distill the rain into its mist, which the clouds pour out and shower abundantly on mankind. Can anyone understand how the clouds spread out? Or how the thunder roars from God's pavilion. See how he spreads his lightning around him and covers the depths of the sea. For he judges the nations with these. He gives food in abundance. He covers his hands with lightning and commands it to hit its mark. The thunder declares his presence. The cattle also, the approaching storm. Second Corinthians chapter six. Second Corinthians chapter six. Working together with him, we also appeal to you. Don't deceive God's grace. Don't receive God's grace in vain. Don't receive God's grace in vain. For he says, I heard you in an acceptable time and I helped you in the day of salvation. Look, now is the acceptable time. Now is the day of salvation. We give no opportunity for stumbling to anyone so that the ministry will not be blamed. But as God's ministers, we commend ourselves in everything by great endurance, by afflictions, by hardships, by difficulties. by beatings, by imprisonments, by riots, by labors, by sleepless nights, by times of hunger, by purity, by knowledge, by patience, by kindness, by the Holy Spirit, by sincere love, by the message of truth, by the power of God through weapons of righteousness on the right hand and the left, through glory and dishonor, through slander and good report, as deceivers yet true, 
as unknown yet recognized by dying and look we live as being disciplined yet not killed as grieving yet always rejoicing as poor as poor yet enriching many as having nothing yet possessing everything we have spoken openly to you corinthians our heart has been opened wide you are not limited by us but you are limited by your own affections i speak as to my children as a proper response you should also be open to us do not be mismatched with unbelievers for what partnership is there between righteousness and lawlessness or what fellowship does light have with darkness what agreement does Christ have with Belial, with Baal? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? And what agreement does God's sanctuary have with idols? For we are the sanctuary of the living God, as God said. I will dwell among them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch any unclean thing, and I will welcome you. I will be a father to you. And you will be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty.